So when you realize all the things you're losing out on, it's that moment where they seem like bad things, but they're really just life saying, hey, I'm giving you these warnings. Here are the warnings. I'm guiding you to the right path. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of How I De- Discovered My Gift with David D. Simons. I'm honored. We have an amazing guest today, uh, and I can't wait to share with you his story and he- hear his heartbeat. There's so many things uh, this brother has experienced and, and value to share with the world. So I'm going to read his bio, and then we're going to get into uh, his story even deeper. So Kyle is a North Philadelphian who grew up in an environment non-conducive to one's success. He was a witness of drug and domestic abuse. He lost his grandfather, mother, and grandmother to ill health and stress. In addition, the different perspective of success and legacy created a tension amongst most remaining members of his family. However, despite the environment and other negative elements, he went on to excel in formal education. He graduate, graduated from Temple University in the Fox School of Business on the Dean's List and, and was the second child to graduate from a major university. He's also an independent distributor for the global 39-year-old company, nutrition company Herbalife Nutrition in which he's which he simplifies healthy living and combines it with sound business principles to resolve the world's three biggest problems. He's also, in addition, the author of the five-star relationship book, Cupid, You're Fired. You know we're going to talk about that. In which he dives into his failed relationships in pursuit as to what women want. The title is also a relief as an example to men to shed the egos and be authentic and vulnerable, making us stronger. In addition, he's also an asset wealth account opening officer with J.P. Morgan Chase Private Bank, in which he's excelled 200 accounts per month with the record quality assurance rating. And he has, when he's not doing all of these things, he has a meetup group on the side where he's amassed 700 plus members in less than a year, showing people the healthy living is more than just eating and exercising. Most notably, he's uh, traced his purpose back to his childhood in which he would do all things a little differently from the crowd, whether it was raising his hand in class to answer the most difficult questions or wearing white after Labor Day. His purpose is to break the cycles that keep us from our highest selves and guide people with his methods. So we are going to dive in uh, and we're truly an honor to have you on the show. Thank you, Kyle. Mr. Kyle Cowan, thank you for coming on the show, brother. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, David. You know, it's an honor, and I'm extremely grateful for inviting me to share my story and add whatever I can to see people move forward as a whole. Wonderful, man. So let's just start with the story, man. I, I, I've, I've had the pleasure and experience to hear uh, parts of your story. Uh, let's just start from the from the very, very beginning. How, how did Kyle... Um, start and how did Kyle end into where you are today? Well, I'm glad we're going back to the beginning 
because I think it's symbolic of what we all are. I think we are seeds on here to grow. And all seeds grow in the dark. Mm -hmm. right? You don't just sprout up overnight mm -hmm. on the surface level. So my North Philly upbringing, it was really interesting how you would see the drug dealers. You would see and hear police cars every other night. You would hear shooting so often that when you heard it, it was an instinct just to get on the ground while we're still playing video games. So it was at a point where it even phased us because we were so used to it. Mm -hmm. But it comes to a point, I guess it's that spiritual maturity, that mental maturity, when you just sit and you're like, this isn't right. Something's wrong with these things. Something's wrong with struggle. Something's wrong with poverty. Something's wrong with ill health. Something's wrong with my parent, you know, my grandfather, grandmother, mother passing due to stress, hypertension, and heart-related issues. There's a problem. And going back to my childhood, something I always loved watching and who I really thought I was was Batman. And some people will sound funny, and I still have Batman apparel all around my home today, <laughs> even cups and mugs. But it was something about Batman and the fact that knowing that he went through what he went through. If you realize Batman was he is really one of the only heroes who, I guess what the kids would say, you know, earned it off the rip, right? Mm -hmm. Off the strength. Like there was no superpower. There was no, oh, I got bit by something. There was no demigod. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, I lost a lot. Yeah, I was handed wealth, but I'm broken. And I got to fix some stuff with my city. And he did it without looking for any recognition. He did it silently, not looking for applause, and he upheld justice. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw myself for. I see a lot of things going wrong, not only in my world, personally, but just in the world in general. Mm -hmm. And I cannot see myself going through this life without bringing the world forward mm -hmm. and doing what I can to do so. So that led to me really shining some light on multiple areas of my life mm -hmm. whether it was health i see health is a big issue around the world especially mm -hmm. in america i see terrible things in relationships especially men with egos things not working out and breaking the cycle like we don't need these egos guys if anything egos make us weak right. we got to take this this facade off and really be strong men it, it was just so many things wealth wise you know, and coming from the background I am, we didn't have a lot materially, materialistically, I should say. So it's kind of odd or funny. And I end up at JP Morgan Chase, the largest private bank <laughs> with $2 trillion in assets. Mm. All that is to say this. Everything from the beginning was really grooming me and building me and shaping me to look at the world, to not just try to position myself. Mm -hmm. but also be a servant to this world and say, okay, there are tons of problems out here. I am going to do something about them to bring us all forward as mankind, because that's what we deserve. And that's what we're here for. Right. Absolutely. So cop for those, um, you know, this shows about finding your gifts and, and talents. Can you, can you tell us what, what are your gifts and, and, how have you identified them? What what did you what did you go through? Obviously, you probably went through a process, but what did you go through to identify your gifts? Oh, for sure, it was a process, David. And it's going to sound cliche, but it's simple: step out of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. do different things. 
I always had this knack for talking to people, mm-hmm. conversations, speaking. Some people call it coaching, whatever. It was just something about always meeting people and talking to, them, picking their brains, or whether it was something I can give them. But I would notice I would start to go to events. I would start to travel outside of the city of Philadelphia. I would go to seminars, conferences. I would go to lounges. I would go to chamber of commerce meetings, and I had to really be present too, because that's really important. Stepping out of your comfort zone and being present, because what you'll notice is your gift and the things you love doing. You're going to get a certain energy when you're doing them. You're going to feel a lot. You know, you could be up for 16 hours, but then when you're doing it, you're like, "This is it. I'm charged up. The blood's right. flowing. I can't right. stop." And I would sit and I would unpack it. I would say, "What is it about meeting people, or what is it about telling stories? What is it about getting results?" Mm-hmm. Because that's the other thing I tend to focus on is result-based, you know, goals, like mm-hmm. and being focused. And to really, really bring it all together, I don't know if you remember we discussed it briefly, but. Mm-hmm. I stumbled upon a high five test online and it's something I recommend all people do. It's mm-hmm. called the high five strength test. That's right. And it asks you a number of questions. So you just got to be patient. It might take five to 10 minutes, depending on how fast you read, you know, and based on my answers, it gave me my top five strengths, mm-hmm. result oriented, getting results, mm-hmm. being a coach or a teacher, being a thinker, being a coach being a storyteller hmm. and once i saw that it was like the, it was like the confirmation hmm. and i'm like this makes sense so no wonder why when i do the things i do one or all of these are involved somehow hmm. you know so to sum up that answer that long-winded answer it's really just step out of your comfort zone pay attention to what is giving you energy and find and utilize tools hmm. You know that will help you like strength tests online there are other right. tests but i use the high five one and that's just yeah. really sealed the deal so we'll, we'll definitely put that in the show notes so that's high h-i-f-i-v-e or how, how do you spell that how did it i think it's h-i-g-e or h-i-g-h excuse me mm-hmm. the number five mm-hmm. high five if you just google high five strength tests or something yeah it'd more than likely be the first thing that pops up Oh wow, that's a great nugget for those. Listen, that's that's value right there. I mean, you're already dropping <laughs> gems and wisdom on them. So, what 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 age? No, not that age matters, but what age were you when you discovered your gifts? And and at, the second part of that question is, do you think you would have been further along in your journey towards your purpose had you discovered them a little earlier? Hmm. You know what? I always got energy around meeting people. Mm-hmm. Like we were, it's funny when we were uh, on Seventh and Franklin in North Philly. Mm-hmm. We would do like <laughs> a deaf comedy jam uh, remake of our own. We would sit on the stoop in front of the flower pot, and we would just tell stories to each other, but in humor. Yeah. But it was fun to me, and I wasn't that present obviously back then because then I was like six, seven years old, something mm-hmm. like that. But. <laughs> I was having fun telling the story, regardless mm. of I wasn't really funny, mm-hmm. but it was just something about being animated, telling the story, painting the picture. Right. And, you know, and it, and it happened over time. And in school, if you gave me an assignment, I was like, I mean, I like the assignment, but I'm going to get these results done. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So here's where I put it all together. All right. It was probably in my mid twenties, mm. around twenty six, because mm-hmm. that's when I started questioning, like, yeah, what am I here for? What is mm. this all about? What do I enjoy doing? And that is so important. You really have to take time and ask that question with some real feeling and intention to get it. So then my mind started really connecting the dots, starting at my younger years. I'm like, mm-hmm. I always love storytelling. I love painting pictures with words or uh, I am focused. When I get involved in something, I'm all in, my energy's in, I'm focused to get results. I do like seeing people thrive, especially what I give them or what I can give them and give value. And I really enjoy coaching, mm. you know? So I start searching for it in my mid-20s. Mm. And then on and on, you know, now I'm 34, um, praise to the most high. And I just started connecting the dots. Mm. And then finally, it all came together. Honestly, it literally yeah. all came together within the last two years, believe wow. it or not. That's awesome. Um, and then if you said, would I be further along if I discovered them? Mm-hmm. Honestly, probably. I might mm-hmm. have. I might have mm-hmm. said no to certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm like, hey, this is nothing to do with what I enjoy. There's nothing else mm-hmm. to do you know, with, with my gifts or my strengths. More than likely, yes. Mm-hmm. Because at a time, you're going through a searching process. Right. You know, you're going to filter things. But I'm not really upset that I'm going through those things because right. those things also help me realize what I don't enjoy. Mm. You know? So That's yeah, good. I probably would have been further along sooner mm-hmm. if I had found out. Great, great, great perspective. Now, you know, we have sometimes, um, we look at things from, um, a young person's perspective because uh, a lot of times people people are struggling with their purpose at all ages right like like uh, 18 and 50 60 i mean colonel sanders didn't get into kfc till 65 so so what what would you say to young people right now to help them understand their purpose their gifts knowing what you know now what would you say to them that you would have also said to a younger Kyle um, in this process, in this journey? What would you say to get them there quicker? Because I think we all learn and we always want to we always want people to not have to go through what we went through uh, to get there. Right. Can I be honest with you? Absolutely. The first thing I would say, get ready for this thing. You are the purpose Mm. you are the whole purpose Mm. to really dig deep first we have to focus on ourselves and what's in our heart Mm -hmm. i would tell them don't listen to people keep an Mm. open mind to advice and consultation right but if you ever hear the words you need or you should Mm -hmm. really focus on that and put a red flag on Mm-hmm. Because often when people say you should or you need, that's often someone putting their perspective and their life onto you. Mm-hmm. And we are not here to make other people happy. Mm-hmm. We're here to really serve and bring value. But right. the key and thing we have to remember is focusing on our hearts and what's mm-hmm. in our hearts and being drawn and doing the things that give us energy. Yeah. That 
takes us closer to our best self. Mm. That's the key. And when we become our best self, we have now officially achieved the purpose of life. Become right. your best self. Right. And and honestly, we can have multiple purposes or passions. Like, I, mm -hmm. honestly, I want to say passions and enjoy, joys in life because mm -hmm. I believe human beings are the purpose. Mm -hmm. okay, we weren't given this earth and these limbs and these bodies and these minds and these ideas, um, you know, just to be here. No, they were here for a purpose to bring us collectively together. But the only way we do that is if we individually hit our reach our best selves and reach our full potential. Right. But the key is um really understanding that you can have multiple joys in your life. Mm -hmm. But let's take Kobe Bryant, rest his soul, right? I'm yeah. still I still can't believe that was crazy. It's shocker, major shocker. Let's say Kobe was a basketball player. We, we knew his art as basketball, but then he wrote a book. He wrote a series of children's books on success and attitude. Mm. And then he mentored other NBA players and college students. And then he contributed to, you know, commentary, mm -hmm. right? You could say Kobe Bryant did a lot of things, but ultimately you can sum it up is he attacked his life looking for the full potential and to be his best self with unapologetically. Mm. So I would say to children, focus on what's in your heart, stick to it and understand you are the purpose and that purpose is to become your best self, no matter how it looks. Can you break that down a little bit? You are the purpose. Break that down for us. I, mean, I, I know there's levels. You're a deep dude. <laughs> well, it's, it's really, so in that, in that, in that, in terms of, uh, you know, purpose and us being the purpose, it's kind of simple. It's probably the most simple concept, believe it or mm -hmm. not, is you were created to become your best on earth. Mm -hmm. You were created, I really believe, we're souls with bodies. Okay? Mm -hmm. But I think I believe is we were giving this experience on earth as a test to really just overcome this whole illusion that is earth. And how we do that is as a spirit, as a soul, you're rich, you're wealthy, you have everything. There's mm -hmm. no fear. There's no death per se. Mm -hmm. But if you oh. Lush. everything, mm -hmm. like how could you appreciate? Right? How could mm -hmm. you experience the wealth if you had nothing to compare it to? Mm -hmm. So being here on this earth, whatever someone believes in, some believe in God, some believe in Allah, whatever the case may be, you are now given this journey to remember what you are, to reach your highest self, which is your soul. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean by saying hitting your full potential. Your whole point of life is on earth, matching what your soul would be, this relentless, unstoppable, full potential being mm -hmm. that has it all. Right. So, so you obviously embody that, what you're saying, you embody that. Tell us about your journey in and going after the things that are on your heart to do, you know, writing a relationship book, being in wealth management, changing your uh, your health and 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 changing the lives of others in in the health realm as well. Can you just tell us about your pursuits after after these things and becoming your your highest potential? They all came from pain. They all came from sort of hurt. 
So in my relationships, relationship after relationship, it would fall through. I would get hurt. And not saying I'm a victim because there were exchanges on both sides, but it really hurt. And I can say, you know what? Relationships aren't supposed to be like this. Let me tell people what happens from a guy's perspective so that other people can grow. So that other people can say, hey, I went through that too. He got through it and he didn't change. He's still that loving individual who's just open and not jaded, but using it as a next step to mature, Mm -hmm. you know? So that came from, you know, the book came from heartbreak and pain to search my way to my best self to forgive these women, but to also understand that it's part of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's a journey, you know? Um, could, could you could you go look, could you break that down a little further? What did you go through in relationships? Because uh, you know, I know a lot of a lot of men listening. You know, we we do hear about and we sympathize with women women that have gone through pain with with men, but we don't often hear about the pain that men experience from women. So, if you don't mind, could you just give enlighten us a little bit more on what you went through? Oh, absolutely. I've been cheated on. I've been, I'll put it to you this way. How about this, David? There was one point I let an ex of mine use my car and I thought she was going to go shopping and she went to go visit her ex-boyfriend without saying anything. But here's the test. And this is a perfect example. I could resent her and be angry at her, but that's not my best self. See, those things kept happening because I had to realize I had to really love myself. Right. You know, I had to really say, okay, Kyle, these are these things are happening for a reason. You know, yeah, they did those things, but how are you going to handle it? How are you going to look at it? How are you going to evolve? Mm-hmm. And so that led to me that led me to forgiveness and understanding to really look at them what would cause them to do that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it was pain on their side. So now instead of being resentful and being jaded and turning into this pimp and putting this shell of an egotistical man on now you're like look this happened but guess what they are suffering too so now instead of going backwards i'm going forward to my best self in compassion understanding and forgiveness and being vulnerable Mm. and being true says look i got hurt i got cheated on i was made look like a fool but guess what it happened i forgive them i'm still a loving man Mm. does that make sense david yeah it makes sense you know and 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 then and you can see in the relationships earlier in the book, I would hold on to things, mm-hmm. but now I would let them go a little bit easier and say, you know what? It is what it is. We're not meant to be. So it's all about that evolution. Every time there's an event or occurrence in your life to get you to your better self, which is mm-hmm. ultimately love and compassion. Mm-hmm. As far mm-hmm. as health, my mom passed. Mm-hmm. My grandmother passed, my grandfather passed, all due to health reasons. And they were really related, hypertension, high blood pressure, and kidney disease. Hmm. Again, there's that element of pain there. There's that element of life like, hey, look, I'm letting you know, this is what happens. What are you going to do about it? Right. And after my grandmother, you're just like, okay, something's got to change. I got to take some action. And what does that mean? Now, your health means you're going step by step every day to your best self. Right. 
because one of the first things you get is that energy david mm -hmm. you have a healthy body and right. what does that energy mean and, and honestly i believe energy great joy is your soul being happy mm -hmm. this is why you get to do so many things um but all of my purposes all the things i've attacked in my life started in pain to really show me the worst end of it mm -hmm. i'm like whoa i can keep doing this and it can get bad i saw how bad things can get right I can either settle in it or i can take steps to move closer to what my best self would be mm. could you tell us on that health journey um what you experienced because you you experienced a and, and it, it seems like from what i've learned from you and heard from you it's not about the actual weight but you you did a, a, tr a complete transformation um in in your body obviously sp spirit soul but what 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 did you go through what pain did you go through to, to get to first of all that point and then what did you go through to get from that point to where you are today so aside from losing family members mm -hmm. something had to happen to me and you're right it did happen to me once you a lot of people know those doctor visits can get very scary mm -hmm. but the doctor visit was just like the stamp the final seal that said all right kyle turn it around but things that were happening were things like the weight on my body was tough at my highest i was 229 mm -hmm. at my highest and i'm only five seven so imagine that that weight on a five seven frame that's really bad on your joints it's bad on your breathing like david i had my goddaughter custody of her at the time and i practically fell asleep while watching her mm. right and she's only like a year and a half old mm. and i had only been up for like two hours mm. so falling asleep anything could have happened to her but not only that walking up the steps being out of breath you know, sweating, just taking a walk around the block, um, breathing, being off when you get your heart rate up a little bit, breakouts on my face. I wore a beard just to cover the breakouts on my face. Mm. It wasn't a style thing. It was just like, mm. I don't want to see people seeing all these pimples and things like that. Mm. Then my knees were starting to couldn't handle the weight. So they wanted to take the game of football away. The doctor's like, you know, if you run, you're more susceptible to tearing a ligament, breaking bones, not handling a hit or fall because of this weight. Your body wow. can't hold it. So when you realize all the things you're losing out on, you know, aside right. from the family members and loved ones, it's that moment where they seem like bad things, but they're really just life saying, hey, I'm giving you these warnings. Here are the warnings. I'm guiding you to the right path. Mm. You know, so yeah. then... Once I got that last doctor visit, he said the thing I dreaded the most. He said, mm -hmm. okay, we're going to have to talk about medication. And it was the same medication that my mother was on. Whoa. And that was the moment. Because in a flash, my mind's like, I know how this ends. Stop playing, Kyle. Find something. Mm -hmm. And then all I said was a prayer. I said, God, whatever you send me, if I like it, can afford it, and it will get me to where I need to be, mm -hmm. I'm all in. Mm. And a friend introduced me to Herbalife Nutrition. I liked it. I could afford it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I saw her change and other people change. 
I said, God, I don't know what the heck this company is, mm-hmm. but I asked, it came, and I promise I'm going to go all in as you know as I promised. Mm. And then fast forward, David, I get 26 hours out of the day mm. because mm. of my energy. I mean, wow. up at 3.30 in the morning, I read, I hit the gym, I meet people, I work, which is very involved. I have my meetup group, I have my clients, I have friends, I have my goddaughter. All of these things get my energy within the day versus only being able to be productive for three hours mm. and being poop tired midway through the day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, man, that's that's yeah. powerful. So how much weight did you lose in that period of time? And and what was your, you know, because it didn't just magically have it. You had to put in some work. Uh, and, and, and what habits did you develop to, to make all this happen? Not just uh, from a health standpoint, but obviously you went through a personal growth um, uh, standpoint. So what personal growth and health habits did you put in place to make that change? So as far as total weight loss, I lost 61 pounds and some change. Let's just say 61 pounds. Wow. Uh, Thank you. I lost 14% body fat. Amazing. That was the super key right there, the body fat. But the systems I had to put in place were to really look at it as not as far as losing weight, because this is where people get in trouble. Mm -hmm. They focus on the losing weight. I was focused on gaining life. Mm Hmm. I that was my focus, David, and that's what pulled me. Mm-hmm. I didn't need anyone to say, Kyle, did you go to the gym? I didn't need anyone to say, Kyle, did you have a shake or did you cook your meal? Did you? I didn't need that because I was focused on gaining life. Mm-hmm. So it made all my choices simple. Now, I didn't just 180 go from yeah. eating cheesesteaks to like, you know, eating salmon. Yeah. I would Google things. Aside from my products, I would say, okay, what's a healthy alternative to M&M's, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And it would give you a list of fruit. Mm. Okay, I like grapes. I like apples, you know? Mm-hmm. I like dark chocolate. That's even on the list to eat, mm. which is interesting, right? Yeah. Um, I would use the tools around me. Google, mm. what's an alternative? What can I meal prep, you know? Um, healthy fish, healthy right. chicken. And some people are vegans, not against it. I mm-hmm. eat, but... I would use all those resources saying, what can I eat right. to give me strength, to give me energy. And as far as being active and working out, mm-hmm. again, everything started small. Mm-hmm. I wasn't just in the gym bench pressing 200 pounds. Like mm-hmm. I started with walking on a treadmill mm-hmm. for an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I would slowly pick up the pace over the weeks. I would walk at two miles per hour, then it'd be 2.5, then it'd be yeah. three. Then it was like jogging. And then it was like, oh, shoot, I can jog longer. My breathing's better. Now Mm. let me run. Now Mm -hmm. let me sprint. Now let me do these interval trainings. And then you gradually upgrade what you're able to do. Yeah. As long as you're consistent. Mm. And as far as my kitchen, I just drink water. Other than tea and aloe, all I drink is water. Sodas are out. Juices are out. Wow. No, none of those are in my fridge. Why no juice? Just because, honestly, I just like the aloe. Mm. I just like the aloe. It, and, and there's no calories in the aloe. And it mm. tastes like juice. So mm. if I do get a sweet tooth, I just drink that. But some juices just have a lot of sugar, what mm. I've seen. And then mm. here's, and I'm not going to say I'm a package reader, mm-hmm. a label reader, believe it or not. 
I pay attention to how something makes me feel. That's good. And if anything, that's probably even more important. Mm-hmm. If anyone takes anything out of it as far as healthy living, what you eat, pay attention to how you feel. Mm-hmm. Because if I feel like I need to take a nap or sluggish, then it probably wasn't a good thing for my body. Mm-hmm. But if I eat it and within like 30 minutes to an hour, I'm like, okay, let's conquer the world. Let's mm-hmm. go. I'm up mm-hmm. now. That's what I need to keep putting in my body. That's good. That's good wisdom for those listening. Hope you're taking notes. Um, so so that's the, that's the health aspect to you. Tell us more about the the career side of you, the the entrepreneurial side of you, and and that journey because you you've had to go through some battles to get to where you are today, and you're doing some amazing things not only in the corporate sector, uh, but I know you have an amazing goal of building that uh, rebuilding because you've had you've had gyms and 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 going back and building a, a, a fitness center for for people. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So again, that element of pain is there, you know, and I don't. Disown, I don't disrespect, I should say, nine to five careers in corporate mm-hmm. America because my parents work mm-hmm. to take care of me and my sister. So I would never disrespect anyone's nine to five. Right. At the same time, they're not perfect. Nothing is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. right. But I would be with companies when I was in mobile communications. I'm not going to say any names because mm-hmm. some of you might have certain carriers. <laughs> when I was with mobile co- communications, they stopped serving the people from a managed perspective. It was all about hate put this get this get them to use this get them to buy this and my thing was like if there's a need for it yes i will offer it i'll ask questions but if they don't fit the bill why would i try to sell it to them right so it was things like that or it was things like you know outside of mobile com when i was with the health department in university of penn medicine mm-hmm. we would have patients on the phone didn't have they ran out of their medication and their doctors weren't answering for two days he didn't get back to them and these are people with all sorts neurology neurological issues specifically and they will run out of meds and and i'm talking to them they're panicking and i'm like wow uh let me try to reach a doctor and i would have a manager say okay you got to take the next call yeah can't stop i was like yeah but this person's out of their meds for two days like what if something happens to them well you just got to move on to the next call put the page into the doctor's all you can do Jeez. I was like, I get the process, but that's a life, mm. you know, it's heartless. So from those things, although I was angry at the time and I'm not going to lie, I resented those nine to fives at the time. Mm-hmm. And now I understand these things are giving me the do's and do nots to build a business based on sound principles, mm. based on serving people through their pain. Right. Even at JP Morgan Chase, it's a mm-hmm. great firm. They perform great, prestigious, and they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I've learned that management and leadership, I've learned not to just look at people as numbers on a report. Mm-hmm. They'll have daily calls and say, hey, how many accounts were open? What's this? What's the turnaround time? But you're so focused on the process, you're not even focused on the people giving you feedback that are doing the process. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows no matter what industry you're in, you're in the people of you're in the business of people. Right. And individuals, not all, because there are companies doing very well. Google, Mind Valley, they are focused on their people. Mm-hmm. And that hence makes them more productive. Right. But I'm learning from management, I say if I treat my people as numbers and not as souls and hearts, 
Mm. My company doesn't, my business doesn't deserve to thrive. Mm. You know? So it's taking all of these cons, let's say, right. out of businesses and I'm taking them and I'm adding them to my bag. Like, okay, this is what you don't do. Mm. And things that do work. They do yeah. things that do work. They do appreciation weeks. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, recognize all my people. Really right. get to know my people. Talk to them. What do they want? Right. You know? So the entrepreneurial journey was more so maintaining the discipline. You gotta serve right. before you, you gotta serve before you can be a leader. That's right. That's what the nine to five to me is all about mm. in my personal experience. I wow, gotta learn how businesses are built. I gotta learn all the back ends, the day-to-day -day processes, mm -hmm. even if I'm in a totally different industry, what it is, mm -hmm. to understand the things that go on and decisions that are made. Right. And then I take the pros and say, hey, I can add this to my mm -hmm. business and I take the cons. Okay, make sure I don't do this in my business. Right. And as far as the club, I was so excited as far as helping people get healthy, mm -hmm. but not even just physically healthy. I, I, the intention was to create an environment where people felt open. They felt free. They felt like even if they didn't know what they were doing, they were celebrating. Mm hmm. Because something you'll learn in the nine to five world is you messed up or even in school. Yeah, mm -hmm. you messed up. This is F. This is not acceptable. Right. Well, in my realm, in my club is everything is acceptable. Just show up. Mm -hmm. There is no failure. You only getting stronger. Right. So when you create an environment around that, around health, around socializing, around leadership, around service, that is a business that can just propel beyond imagination mm. that's that's gold bro that's gold so so tell us i know a little bit about your story from the journey where you at a at a moment in time where as you were building your club and and the the the, the process you went through even sleeping in your car for 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 a moment in time and how did you climb out of that take us through that experience and to and to how you climbed out of that to where you are today and now in the process of of building something even greater even better it's how can i say this i think that was the best moment of my life because i realized mm -hmm. everything i really did have mm -hmm. because at a point you know you do focus on hey i want to build this club i want to build this i want to want to make a lot of money too mm -hmm. you know so what that was, was I took a bet, I gambled on myself. I literally left a contract that was paying me six figures. Mm. I left it, right? Everything, I didn't have to, mm. but I said, I want to put more to these people. And I just opened that club, not knowing anything about running a club. I didn't really have anybody that could teach me or mentor me about opening a club. It was just a door that opened up. Somebody said, hey, do you want to be a partner? I said, let's go. Here's my money. Mm. And I put a lot into it, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And long story short, you don't win on the first time. Mm. Seldom do you win on the first time. Mm. And then in those moments when the, you're evicted out of the apartment, when you, you get the car repossessed. Well, I was living in the club first. Mm -hmm. And I would leave because I didn't want to sleep where people were eating and working out. So I would ride around a block and sleep in the car, turn the heat on. But then it came to the point where I had to get, they let the car go. Mm. It was either the club or the car. I said, no, I built this for these people. I was like, you can take the car. I can get a million cars. Mm. You know, there are a million cars to choose from. I was like, this club is more important. Mm. 
was like, here you go. Take wow. that. And then I was literally down to an audible subscription, the club, my products. Wow. But in those dark moments, it's going to sound cliche, you don't realize it. But in those dark moments, you're really finding your strength and you're realizing how much you do have because mm. you start to get so grateful for all the little things. Mm. You're like, I'm grateful for this $16. Mm. Man, when you're down to like negative 20, mm. negative $116, you're like, man, I'm a millionaire. Mm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But you know, you're like, you know what? I mean, just be in this moment. All you can do is be present and be grateful. So That's I started right. reading. I started reading more. Mm. That was the blessing. I started picking up more books. Mm. I started saying, hey, since I have nothing else to do, let me read. Let me feed my mind. Mm -hmm. And the first book I downloaded, I believe it was Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Then another book after that was the uh, Outwitting the Devil, another mm. Napoleon Hill book. Game and then I was just like, let's go. These things are making sense now. Mm -hmm. So now instead of looking at life like this random occurrence, like I'm just this screw up. Right. Now I'm looking at life. I see why these dots are, uh, these are dots are connecting now. Mm -hmm. I see I'm learning the lessons. I'm seeing I had errors in my thought. Yes. Right. Right. Because I didn't have certain skills. I didn't have certain knowledge. That's going to happen. But yeah. now I also realize that what I really am is so strong. You can take everything away from me materially. And I could stand even stronger. Mm. That was the point. And then my mood and my outlook changed. And this is very important. My perspective changed on things. Mm -hmm. So instead of like, oh, they took my car. It was more like, all right, I didn't need it. Mm. Guess what? There's another car out there. But let me just save the environment. Put less, you know, pollutants in the air. And let me take public transit. Plus, I can talk to more people. Mm. Plus, I can read more. I'm not distracted. I won't get stuck in traffic. You see how it goes from being the victim to say, hey, this is a game. Right. I can be more present and be more social and work on mm. my communication. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You start to have fun. And then at the club, we would have, you know, the morning classes. I would host the morning class. I'm like, oh, I'm not distracted by TV. Because I would mm. go home to my apartment and maybe watch some TV. Mm. I'm not distracted by TV. I got some better sleep because I went to bed earlier. Mm. Now I got more energy for this class and these people that come in. Mm. So that perspective and that change and being grateful and looking at everything good in the life, it started right. bringing things. And the first thing that came was a full-time position as a security mm. guard overnight. Mm -hmm. I applied and guess what? I get to the interview out of some, I don't even want to say coincidence. It was supposed mm -hmm. to happen. The mm -hmm. district manager was there that one day. Mm. And she saw me and she looked at me because I showed up like I was going to own the place. I was like, okay, mm. there might be a security guard, but I'm going to let them know I'm going to here to do my best. Mm. I had a you know, two-piece suit on, tie, white Oxford shirt. Mm. She looked at me. I hadn't even had the interview. She was like, is that your resume? I was like, yes, ma'am. I handed it to her. I looked her dead in the eye. She was like, you're not going to be a security guard. And I was like, okay, maybe this is one of those unqualified things. Mm. And she was like, no, you're going to be a supervisor. And I was wow. like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I had to pick my jaw up. But I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, ma'am, when do I start? She was like, when can you start? I was like, yesterday. Mm -hmm. She's like, I like that. She was like, be here tomorrow for your training. Wow. I got a uniform for you. And then I would show up being grateful, 
this is the theme being grateful and look at the outlook treating everything like it was my business applying mm -hmm. what i had learned i i was now in charge of people to lead people that's right but instead of telling them what to do it was like hey are you okay what's mm -hmm. on your mind how's your post do you have everything you need how's your uniform mm -hmm. talk you got battery you have water you have food do you have enough breaks it was right. always giving them right that was the point it was always listening give me feedback on your post anything we can change mm. you know what i mean yeah. and it was being prompt getting out there moving to post to post to post i was walking an average six miles a night wow across that campus but i would go in it like uh, i wouldn't go in like this job sucks i'm like listen this is what i was given i'm gonna show up like i own it like it's mm. my company mm. and then pain point I got finished my post rounds one night. I was like, well, I did all those breaks and they all got three breaks. They were only supposed to get two. Mm. I had to give them all my guards three breaks. Mm -hmm. I get back to hub, the, you know, the post hub command early. I sit down, I hadn't even eaten. And my manager goes, yo, get back out there. It's too early. I'm like, it's only a half hour before I get off. I give mm -hmm. them all three breaks. None of my posts are complaining about anything. And, then, and that's when I say, you know, God, Sometimes I've learned you give me what appears to be negative events, mm. but it's the bridge to the next thing. If wow. this is the case, give me a sign. If not, I'm just going to continue to do what I do. Right. Don't you know the next day I got a call from University of Penn mm. that we want to bring you in on a daytime position because the, the supervisor position at night. Mm. And before I even had the interview, I said, yes, ma'am. And I quit as wow. a supervisor. It was just something wow. that feeling was right, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then I had an interview with University of Penn. Same day they called me, you're hired. Look at that. Right? Right. Same thing that happened. University of Penn, I'm serving people. I'm listening to the patients. A lot of them, some of them were just mad, but I didn't take it personally. I just listened, put myself in their shoes. You're mm -hmm. out of your medication for two days and your doctor still hasn't gotten back to you. I'm letting them vent. And sometimes those calls will be five minutes long and they only want us on the phone for like a minute. But I didn't yeah. care. Mm. I would just do my best. And I was there for about six months. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, supervisor comes back. It's like that last call you had was five minutes. Like we need you to turn over. I looked at her and I didn't, I didn't say anything. I was like, I understand this is what happened, but totally understood. I said the same prayer. I said, God, if I did what I need to do, it served, you're gonna show me a sign. Because you know that type of leadership, I can't really mm, be mm, under. Right. So if I'm meant to be here longer, I accept it. But if there's something, give me a sign. Mm. That was a Tuesday. Mm. I got a call from an agency to contract with JP Morgan Chase that same Friday. Look at that. Did the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. Didn't even have the interview. He <laughs> <laughs> just said, he just said, bye. I was, like, I was like, guys, I'm done. I'm moving on. Wow. Right. Wow. And I still show up with the same mentality. Let's get mm. these results. Do my best. Mm. Because, David, no matter what I do, I don't work for anyone else. Mm. I work to my, I work for my best potential. <sighs> Which everything just falls underneath that, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
Wow, that's that man. I, I hope y'all are listening. Hey, Kyle is dropping so much wisdom on us. Say you work for your potential. You don't work for uh, your company or someone else. You work for your potential. That is game changer right there. So with that, knowing your potential, right? Working for your potential, looking to to discover those gifts that people have that you've had, you found. So in the, would you say in this dark place is where you started to really develop your gifts? What, what, yeah, um, and, and, and what, what kind of commitment does one need to make in development to become or chase after their potential? I would say yes, in those dark places, I really found that you're stripped down to nothing. So all you can do is really look at yourself. Mm. Because there's nothing else to blame around you. There's no one else. It's like you realize if you if you have the maturity, this mm. is important. You have sure. to have the maturity and say, okay, I am the common denominator of my life. Wow. It's mine. Things are happening. What am I doing? Mm. I had this phrase I used to always say when something went wrong. Can this get any worse? God, can this get any worse? God, mm. can this get any worse? Mm -hmm. And things got worse. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should change and start by not saying that anymore. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting exactly what I asked for. True. Think about that. But a thick, and the commitment a person has to make, here's what I would say. Because one of my one of the things I love to do is trying to keep things simple. Right. Is imagine your best self first. How would they walk? How would they talk? Who would they be friends with? What would they say yes to? How would they act? Hmm. How would they feel? And work on being that person at least a half hour to start every single day. Hmm. At least. That may not mean you're getting you're starting to read the books right away. Right? Everyone hmm. starts different way. That might mean you might go to an event for a half hour. Right. Just a network. Okay, mm -hmm. let me get uncomfortable. That means you might get out of the bed instead of reaching for coffee, you might drop and do some push-ups for 10 right. minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you have to give yourself time early in the day. Mm. Give yourself time early in the day. Mm. Can, can you walk us through your daily routine? Because I you you got a you've got a superhuman daily routine. <laughs> so I'm up. Normally between 3.30 and 4 o'clock. All right. I call it my power hour. The first maybe 10, 15 minutes, I drink some water, 23 ounces, nothing else. Then I'll do some, some activity, get my heart moving, jumping jacks, jump rope, push-ups, crunches, different things. Then I have my tea, have my shake. I have my book for my development in my mind. And then I'll visualize my day. I'm like, how can this day go? What's the best thing that can go? Or, you know, what's the best way this can go? And I work on my breathing. Really being present in the moment. Not remembering yesterday. Not holding on to the past. And not anticipating the future too much. And all that within the first hour. And then I'll go to work. You know, I'm normally there at 8, 8.30. I'll leave 5, 5.30, sometimes 6, depending on the needs. And I'm following up with clients throughout the day, but not even just like, hey, did you have your meal? Did you have your product? It's more like, yo, what's the best thing that happened throughout your day? Mm -hmm. How would you grade your day on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being this is an awesome day? One being I need a do. You know, yeah. I would do some social media, post my value, something that helped me along my journey. 
and really put it out there for people. There's certain tools to use, okay? And I would have my meetup events or I would go to other networking events. So it's easy, easily my day starts at 3.30 and often doesn't end until about 9.30. Wow, man, that's that's incredible. Uh, now, um, I know I know we're winding down here, but I, I, if you could just tell us about um, some of the things that you offer, I know you have um, uh, Cupid Your Fire. Can, can you talk about talk about that book and where people can get that, as well as if people want to learn more about their health journey and uh, learn about uh, some of the things that you have going on? How how can they get a, get in touch with you for that? Sure, appreciate it. So the book, you can find the book online, Amazon.com. If you have an iPhone, it's on iTunes. You can go to BarnesandNoble.com. And the distribution, they always ship it. You can go to the store and order it, and they'll ship it there or ship it directly to you. Um, As far as finding me for health-related challenges, I don't even want to see challenges. Even if you want to just enhance your health, no matter where you are, you can find me on Instagram at Kyle underscore the letter E underscore Cowan, C-O-W-A-N. And there you'll just see the whole picture. You get to see my tips I give. You get to see what my day looks like in my stories. Things that have challenged me, but how I've gotten over them. And like you said, David, an important task, like leaders, they show the way. Mm -hmm. Now we can't make people walk the way in a path, but we can make that path, we can clear it up for them. Mm. So they don't go through the same challenges we went through. That's right. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Uh, I like to. Uh, so, so I just I just want to uh, hit on a point there with your book. Um, so this book is designed. Who would you say for? Uh, and and what what type of reader would really really gain the most value from your book? Who, who would you say? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. It originally started. I wrote the book to show women. Hey, there are good men out here. Mm. Don't keep saying there are no good men out here. Wow. And here's what we deal with. That's good. So the originally the ideal reader would be a woman who has that attitude, like I'm never going to find that one. Oh, there's a lot of that out there. There is. There is a lot of that. <laughs> there is, and that's why a lot of the views are from women. Mm. But then I found out it was an eye opener and belief for men. Hmm. who went through constant heartbreak man wow so if you're a guy that's like dude i just key if you're like i'm a nice guy always finished last type of guy yeah read this book keep mm. your fire get that <laughs> and if Amazon. you're a woman who's saying oh these dudes ain't nothing <laughs> you definitely need to read that <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it the, the final question we always ask kyle um and we intentionally no, you know, no one on this show is prepped for this question, so we get it straight from the heart. What's the difference between one's gift and one's purpose? Ooh, good question. Someone's gift is a tool that you're just good at. You just naturally enjoy doing without effort, and you can craft it over time to get better. Mm-hmm. The purpose, however is using that tool to make the world better. Wow. Wow. Very succinct and very powerful, man. I love that. So the gift is the tool, and the purpose is how you use that tool. 
Exactly. Wow. Wow. I love that. That's very clear. Thanks, brother. You blessed us today, man. Truly. Um, any final words, any final thoughts on your mind you want to share with people? Um, anything you on your spirit or your heart? I do want to share something. I just yeah. want to share that life is not as complicated as we think. If anything, just remember this life is a complex mirror. It is giving you, reflecting back to you, exactly what you are. Wow. Remember that, and it will all come together. That's gold. Good stuff, man. Amazing. Again, uh, everything will be in the show notes. For all the listeners, you, 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 you pick up his book, Cupid, You're Fired. Connect with Kyle on Instagram. We'll have the link down below. Uh, amazing, truly amazing brother. I'm glad to call him friend. And uh, follow follow this man. Like, like seriously, he, he's living everything he's saying. Uh, there's a lot of people in this world that talk a good game, but don't live what they say. Kyle is a man of his, he's a reflection in his words, the mirror. He's a reflection of what he's talking to us about here so um that's rare today so thank you kyle for, for for going after your best self and inspiring us to do the same david you're totally welcome and thank you for having me on brother absolute thank you i searched all over the world struggling to find it then i'm dear listener I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discovered My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats an amazing spoken word over it and i'd love to give that to you as a free gift as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community so to get your copy all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com that's podcast.david the middle initial d simons s-i-m-o-n-s.com and get yours today Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode.